0: good afternoon everybody good evening whatever you celebrate at this time of day I still have not figured it out I should probably be more consistent on that good evening everybody this is Joe Cunningham here on the Joe Cunningham show news talk 96.5 KPL 2321542 is the number or you can use the KPL app chat to be part of the conversation or in the case of Mike from Brobridge you will actually be the one starting the conversation today now it is the five o'clock news cruise. Brought to you by Service Chevrolet Cadillac. Find new roads with Service Chevrolet, located at twelve twelve Ambassador Caffrey in Lafayette. Thank you very much, Service, for sponsoring this hour of the show. I, I I'm, okay. my glasses keep falling, so I don't. I'm I'm very bad about wearing the glasses I'm supposed to wear. I'm far sighted, but I spend all of all day staring at computer screens, writing, reading the news, trying to you know tell you guys what what the news of the day is, my analysis on it and everything. I don't wear my glasses like I should, and it's a problem uh, right now. The pair of glasses that I have, one of the, is it the arms? I don't know what you call the little branches off the the thing that goes by your ears. Uh, one of them's loose. One of them does not work like it's supposed to actually bend the wrong way, so my glasses are super wobbly. They keep falling off my face, and they just did while I was talking to you guys about service Chevrolet. So I'm going to set them aside right now, and hopefully my eyes will just be able to tolerate. Anyway, all of that is is me. Uh, clearly, the ADD is just taking over this week. I've not been able to concentrate on a whole lot. But Mike sends a, a, a very good question, and actually feeds perfectly into what, I'm going to talk about today. So we've got four candidates on a debate stage tomorrow night. It is News nation uh, the the rNC is partnering with News Nation, which I like News Nation. I really do. Leland Vittert has a fantastic show. Leland Vittert used to be on Fox News. Uh, he does a phenomenal job. Uh, and i I have to say this, Chris Cuomo. Now that he's no longer at CNN, now that he's no longer uh, trying to fill the role that Jeff Zucker wanted him to fill, he's much more tolerable right now. He's not my favorite. He's still a liberal. He he still has his biases, but Chris Cuomo is much more tolerable right now. I could watch Chris Cuomo more than I could when he was at CNN. So News Nation is hosting the debate. They're partnering uh, also with the Washington Free Beacon, which is one of the best uh, outlets about national politics there is for the conservative side. The Washington Free Beacon has always been a great outlet. Uh, It has really tightened up. I've had friends that have worked there. They've done phenomenal jobs. They've moved to bigger and better things. Um, One of the reporters at the Washington Free Beacon, you should know, is now currently a spokesperson for Donald Trump. Liz Harrington, she does a very good job. One of the best things Donald Trump could have done was find somebody like Liz Harrington to be a spokesman for his campaign, his team. So anyway, we have four candidates on the stage at the the News Nation debate tomorrow night. Ron DeSantis, Nikki Haley, Vivek Ramaswamy, Chris Christie. Multiple Republicans are out there right now saying, Chris Christie, there's no path. You got to step aside. Chris Christie is probably going to be in the race through New Hampshire. I think he'll probably bow out after New Hampshire. Vivek Ramaswamy has no chance. Nikki Haley and Ron DeSantis, they're vying for second place, far behind Donald Trump. Nikki Haley is making a play for Iowa. Ron DeSantis did the full Chuck Grassley, went 99 counties. And he's making a big push. He's gotten some major endorsements. Governor Kim Reynolds, uh, uh, Vander Plaats of... Uh, Vanderplatz of the, the Family Forum has endorsed him. Those are two big political machines in Iowa. The DeSantis campaign is kind of banking a lot on Iowa. If they can, if they can beat Trump in Iowa, that shows Trump is not inevitable. So their theory is that a lot of those people who are in the polls saying they're voting for Trump right now. If they see that Trump is actually vulnerable, they think he's not inevitable, they'll start to move toward the other candidates. And in particular, Donald Trump's voters in the polls, by and large, their second choice is Ron DeSantis. So if they leave Trump and go to DeSantis, DeSantis has a much better path forward. The problem for DeSantis is that in New Hampshire, Nikki Haley, and to a lesser extent, Uh, Chris Christie are favored if Chris Christie I'm sorry if Nikki Haley wins New Hampshire so Ron DeSantis maybe has Iowa Nikki Haley maybe has New Hampshire and they go to South Carolina that's Nikki Haley's backyard Nikki Haley could ostensibly by the end of that have two two states under her belt keeps her going keeps the momentum going Now, there are a lot of people out there who say Nikki Haley doesn't have a shot. She's running for vice president. I think it's kind of insulting to Nikki Haley. I really do think that she believes she needs to try to run for president. She feels the need to lead the country. So Mike, before the show, asked a very good question. What happens? Well, they can't say Nikki Haley. Let's say Donald Trump goes to Nikki Haley and says, hey, you want to be my vice presidential uh, uh, running mate? Nikki Haley, I don't think she would say yes, but if she does, here's Mike's question. What happens to that money? Because she's been getting a lot of donor money. What happens to that money? And this to me is kind of the interesting thing with all of this in the background, because at the end of the day, this still is a money game. How much money do you have? How much money do you have access to? And how is it going to be used for 2024? Nikki Haley can't use her presidential campaign money as a vice presidential candidate. She just cannot do that. What she can do is she can't, her campaign can make the the maximum donation like $2,000 to Donald Trump if she's Donald Trump's running mate. But what she can then do is she can move all the money to to a future campaign account. So like, when Bernie Sanders didn't get the nomination uh, in 2016, he moved, uh, he, he basically took his campaign, pushed all of that money into a future campaign for 2020. Nikki Haley could do the same thing, push everything to a future campaign for 2028. Or she can use that money to set up a PAC, a leadership PAC that, that devotes its time to helping Republicans get elected helping Donald Trump get elected, whatever. There's plenty of ways they can, she just can't, her campaign can't turn around and just say, I'm vice president now. All this money's for my vice presidential campaign. That's not how that works. But the money can be converted to different uses, different PACs, different campaigns, whatever. And that will ultimately be what happens. Now, the same goes for these other candidates. Tim Scott had a lot of donor support. Mike Pence had some donor support. They were raising money. What happens to that money? They're out of the race now. Mike Pence is not going to use his money to support Donald Trump. But Mike Pence, probably not going to run for president ever again. Mike Pence can use that campaign money to set up a PAC and start supporting other Republicans. Tim Scott can push that money into a future campaign account, like, say, his Senate account, or for a future presidential run. Or he can set up a leadership pack and focus on, like, say, he can he can use it to create a uh, a South Carolina leadership pack and focus on federal races in South Carolina, Congress, Senate, etc. What would Chris Christie do? I don't know that Chris Christie would run again. I don't think he would. So what I think would happen is Chris Christie probably sets up a leadership pack and he probably will. Support a lot of anti-Trump or non-trumpy candidates. What would Ron DeSantis do? Ron DeSantis is in an interesting boat right now. His leaders, his pack, the Never Back Down pack, is having some leadership problems. They're struggling right now. They've replaced a lot of their top folks, I think, twice now. There's another pack that's come up to support Ron DeSantis. And they're, I think, going to try to move a lot of money to that pack, and let this new group organize and, and, and do a lot of that groundwork for Ron DeSantis. What about Nikki Haley? Nikki Haley has used leadership packs and things like that uh, before, specifically her her last venture into supporting other candidates. Her last venture to, to supporting other candidates um was supporting GOP women. And there were a lot of good women that she helped to get elected. Scott on the app saying that he thinks the vice presidential pick will be Sarah Huckabee Sanders. That's a possibility, but she just got the governorship. And I think she's trying to prove that she can be as good as or better than her dad. I'm not sure she would leave that spot, but it is a possibility. Uh Chrissy Noem, Chrissy uh of North Dakota. That's being, ta- she's being talked about as a vice presidential pick. Kari Lake clearly vying for it, talking about how her Senate race was stolen. Uh She is talking up Trump a whole lot. She really is openly kind of auditioning for it, which I think actually hurts her, like it hurt, uh, uh, Stacey Abrams in Georgia. But there's a lot of money. and This is the bigger part here. There's a lot of money out there. And the Republican Party still doesn't know what to do with that money. And I think that tomorrow's debate is going to help solidify that. Because tomorrow's debate is going to be really, it's the last one before we get to January. It's the last one probably before the Iowa caucuses. Ron DeSantis and Nikki Haley both need a solid win in that debate. No more, hey, I just did better than expected, or I got all the points on. You need need to be able to knock the other out. Screw Christie and Ramaswamy. They don't matter in that debate. It's going to be Ron DeSantis versus Nikki Haley. One of them needs a clear knockout. I don't know who's going to get it. But whoever wins tomorrow night's debate is going to be the one to, in the short term, win the donor game. And that's what matters. Let's take a break. We'll be back here in just a moment on the Joe Cunningham Show News Talk 96.5 KPL. Welcome back to the Joe Cunningham Show here on News Talk 96.5 KPL 232-1542 is the number. Or you can use the app chat like Billy, who said that uh, Billy in Church Point said that uh, maybe Donald Trump's running mate should be Corn Pop because he's a bad dude. And for those of you who remember... Joe Biden's ramblings about a made up person named Corn Pop, then you know what we're talking about. And yes, absolutely. Very great potential running mate for Donald Trump. Now, I do need to tell you that this is the five o'clock news cruise. It is brought to you by our friends, Acadiana's number one Chevy dealer nine years in a row. I am talking, of course, about service Chevrolet Cadillac. You can get it all over there, by the way. They've got new inventory coming in daily, new used cars, whatever you want. You can find it on the lot Parts and service department, they've got body shop, collision center, fine line, custom auto. They've got the wash. Literally any of your automotive needs, they serve right there. You can stop by 1212 Ambassador Caffrey. Uh, head there tomorrow, maybe, you know, see see what they've got for you. Or check them out online at servicegm.com. You can, start, you can uh, search through Louisiana's largest selection of Chevrolets right there on the internet. And they're getting that new inventory daily. They also you need to know this. They are offering special pricing for the men and women of our military first responders and educators. Because they, like so many of us, are appreciative of what those folks do for us, for our country, for our kids daily. And that's what's most important. Now, check them out. 1212 Ambassador Caffrey, service GM.com. Their family serving your family for the last 50 years, you can find new rows with Service Chevrolet over on Ambassador Caffrey. Now, I do want to mention Do want to mention before we take this break one other thing about the presidential primary. Again, if the election is held today based on based on the polling we have right now, not only does Donald Trump win the primary, but Donald Trump probably beats Joe Biden based on the information we have today. But, there's a big but here, the election's just under a year away. Events do change things. Donald Trump Ron DeSantis, Nikki Haley, Joe Biden, Kamala Harris, whoever else is going to be involved in the 2024 elections, there's a lot of things that can change. And you need to be very, very certain that you're at the top of your game. All right, let's take a break. When we come back, there's a lot of whispers, a lot of talk about what Jeff Landry is or isn't going to do. And there's some data that's coming out about what Louisiana really needs. We'll talk about that and, of course, your comments here on the Joe Cunningham Show News Talk 96.5 KPL. Welcome back to the Joe Cunningham Show here on News Talk 96.5 KPL. 232-1542 is the number if you want to be part of the conversation or... You can use the KPL app chat. Shout out to Billy and Church Point, Mike and Brobridge, Scott, all of you who have been sending messages into the show. Appreciate y'all listening. I know there's a bunch of you who listen and will send messages not only during the show, but before and after the show. Warms my heart to know you guys care and want to be part of the conversation. Now, speaking of conversations, if you were to go to kpl 965.com, and you just kind of check out some of the content that's on there for today you'll notice there's a trend in some of the stories louisiana lands 3 on most dangerous small cities in america um the top 10 uh top 10 worst places to live in the state um red flags for folks moving to louisiana things like that there is something noticeable happening in louisiana little little bit of background information just so you know a lot of those stories end up getting written because somebody somewhere has published a list of the most dangerous cities in America, for example, the most dangerous small cities in America. And so we pick up on that, and to bring you local content, we tell you which Louisiana cities are like that. Or, you know, the the 10 you know worst cities in the state of Louisiana to live and why. A lot of that is based on data that, census data, crime data, the FBI's Uniform Crime Report, uh, all this data that comes in, it all is showing that there are a lot of places in Louisiana where crime is a big factor. One of the one of the factors that makes a place one of the worst cities to live in or worst towns to live in or whatever is crime. Violent crime, crime rates, property crimes, all, all that sort of stuff. And it's having a negative impact on the state. Now, we just had a fall election here in the state of Louisiana and the guy who won the governor's mansion without a runoff, despite there being well over two candidates in the race is Jeff Landry. And his campaign focused primarily on law and order and criminal justice. Clearly his campaign was seeing what a lot of what a lot of Louisiana residents were worried about. What I'm hearing is that that just wasn't campaign talk. That just wasn't promises. You'll notice that the the biggest announcement he's made as part of this transition is who his appointments for head of the Louisiana State Police and, and, and other positions like that are going to be. Louisiana does have a crime problem. We see reports every day. Again, we work in a newsroom here at KPL. pell uh, We get press releases. Um, we fairly frequently, especially on the weekends, especially on the weekends, we get press releases from various municipalities around the area of a shooting that happened or a, a, a body that was found murdered, things like that. We see those a lot. Um, There are often reports of shots fired. Uh, I have a a former student who I don't know what he was doing with a gun, but apparently discharged it, didn't hurt anybody, but was still arrested for it because he discharged a gun that he probably shouldn't have had. But there is a crime problem. And it's working uh it, it's it's being worked heavily by our local law enforcement Jeff Landry his administration they really do seem to be focusing a lot on criminal justice that's not the only focus but that seems to be the largest focus from what we've kind of heard coming out Louisiana is in a very weird spot national trends have typically run ahead of Louisiana. So for example, uh, the Great Recession back in uh, the late Bush administration, early Obama years, the Great Recession didn't hit Louisiana right away. It actually took a while for a lot of the effects of the Great Recession to finally hit Louisiana. And part of that was due to energy development in Louisiana. Oil and gas, liquid natural gas, things like that. The Haynesville Shale was a big part of it. What was going on down here in South Louisiana was a big part of it. Economically, we kind of held off a little bit before the recession finally hit us in Louisiana. Um, we always kind of trend behind those national trends. So when there's a, a recession, we, it typically hits us later. But the flip side of that is, When the country starts recovering, we recover later. So we've seen massive crime waves across the country, and we didn't notice it in Louisiana at first, but now it's really starting to hit in ways that it wasn't hitting at the the height of that crisis. I think we're on the back end of the crime stuff right now, but we really won't be able to see that until probably after the 2024 election. But we're seeing a lot of the effects of that right now. And it is a, a big societal problem. It's not just crimes on the rise, it doesn't exist in a vacuum. In some places, it's it's, a, it's you know democratic leadership of cities and, and prosecutors that are backing away from prosecuting the small crimes. And so the criminals are actually elevating into larger crimes. I, I know that I've mentioned before the broken glass theory of criminal justice where you enforce the ordinances that prevent a household from having cracked windows because if you have cracked windows it means there's nobody living there and so vagrants move in to the house that has cracked windows and when you're not enforcing the cracked windows, you're not enforcing the uh, ordinances against uh, you know squatting you know, squatting things like that all those any laws about that, And then the crime starts to grow in that area as as more unhoused people, as the Democrats like to say, move in. Then you have drug trade there and eventually prostitution and other major crimes start developing in those areas. All because you didn't enforce that little ordinance about fixing your windows. That was uh, the Rudy Giuliani, the Mike Bloomberg theories of criminal justice uh, that were a big part of what kept New York fairly safe during those two mayor's terms. But when you're not enforcing the rules, the the little rules, they escalate a whole lot. I mean, we see what's happened in New Orleans and, and it becomes a wave. So even in places where they do enforce the little rules, a lot of people at this point are emboldened by what they see from other areas. And you'll also notice if you read a lot of news stories, like say some of the things that happen in local areas are their acts being committed by people from outside the area because they haven't been arrested where they are. So they're they're, you know, expanding their game to other areas. But it doesn't happen in a vacuum. There is a societal rift that's allowing more of this to take place. And we haven't closed that, we haven't fixed that rift in the fabric of society yet. I hope that Jeff Landry's administration, by focusing on law and order, focusing on criminal justice, that we do, in fact, get better at treating a lot of these issues, that we do, in fact, do a better job of cleaning up a lot of this mess out there because there is so much mess to be cleaned up. But there's another aspect to it as well, and it's one of the big discussion I haven't talked about it yet because I'm still kind of trying to figure out where I am on it, the education aspect of it. The education aspect of crime, societal fabric, things like that. We have this thing before the Board of Elementary and Secondary Education, this whole uh, easing of graduation requirements, what they're calling it. It's the ability to appeal a score on a standardized test. What a lot of y'all may not realize is that that process actually does exist at some levels for certain students. What they're doing is they're expanding it to all students. We're the only state that relies on uh, standardized testing as part of our graduation requirements, but not giving students who may be terrible testers, the chance to appeal those scores. You can appeal that there are ways for you to appeal that score. If you are a special needs student, you have uh, an IEP, you have uh There are different plans that they're part of the idea, part of the the alternative uh, graduation requirements for students who do struggle. They have learning disabilities, things like that. Those aren't available to every kid, though. And so that's part of the societal measure we have to take, too. Can we improve our education system? Does this improve our education system or does that just affect our scores? By being able to appeal, by being able to appeal those uh, those low test scores, if the kid can prove they learned the skills another way, that one's complicated. I'm still, I haven't jumped into that debate yet because I'm still reading my way through it because there's a lot more nuance than what you're kind of hearing and in, in, in other takes on it. Anyway, let's take a break. We'll be back in just a moment to wrap up the show. Here it's the Joe Cunningham Show on News Talk ninety six point five KPL. Welcome back to the Joe Cunningham Show. It is your five o'clock news cruise, wrapping it up. Now, you may not be cruising in some parts. Uh, a couple of traffic updates I need to give you right now. Uh, I 49 northbound, if you were heading toward Karen Crow, there is a major slowdown there. Vehicle accident on I 49 northbound has got traffic uh, pretty much uh, crawling until you get to the Karen Crow exit there on Veterans. So, you do need to be uh, careful. In that area, also seeing on the board a vehicle accident with injuries, uh, I ten westbound in the Scott area. I'm not seeing any delays on Waze yet. I see something near, but I don't see, uh, I'm, I'm not seeing anything on Waze right now that is showing, uh, oh wait, there we go. Vehicle accident just before you get to the Scott exit, uh, on I-10 westbound near Scott. I'm not seeing any information on delays yet. Uh, Just be paying attention to that. Now, also, one more to let you know about. uh, Looks like Youngsville Highway lockdown situation going on. Uh, Stick around on KPEL965.com. We'll have information for that. Send that out as soon as we have info on that. Now, one last thing. I. I want to give a shout out. Uh, this is not a, a paid ad. They, they're an advertiser on the station, but I just want to give a shout out. Uh, Dr. Daniel Deku's office. Uh, I had to go there today. Usual cleaning and everything, but they, I, I, I love going. I, I've hate, I I did not go to a dentist for years because uh, I just, I had so many issues. I hated going to the dentist. I just avoided it like the plague. Um, when i finally went back though they were wonderful i've been going there ever since uh i just want to give a shout cuz they they're always so helpful they always are great the folks working over there just if if you're a, a if you are a patient over there if you're if you use dr daniel deku's office you know uh fantastic service over there just want to give them a shout out the, the office is great had a fun time over there today santa stopped by i was there I, i'd had my the little uh the little bib thing they put on you when they give your teeth a cleaning. I'd actually walk. They asked me to take the picture. The office staff took a picture with Santa. I'm sitting there in the bib taking the picture for them. It was just, it was hilarious, but love it over there. Love, you know, going over there. They make it super easy. Anyway, shout out to that office. All right, you guys drive safe out there. I just gave you those traffic alerts. You guys drive safe, get home safe. I'll be back in 23 hours. Because the Joe Cunningham show is set to return as usual, five o'clock every day, every weekday here on News Talk ninety six point five KPL. However, you can reach out through the KPL app chat. Send a message to the show. I see them. I may not always respond to them if it's outside show hours, but I do see them. I read them. And like you heard earlier today, Mike sent a message in before the show, and that's how I open the show. I, y'all's feedback, y'all's conversations can drive the show. Anyway, follow me on Twitter at Joe P. Cunningham, Facebook.com slash Joe Cunningham Show, email joe at redstate.com. You can also find the podcast, Apple, Spotify, wherever, give it a rating and review, or you can find it along with a lot of my other writings on Substack. Just look up the Joe Cunningham Show on Substack. You can uh, subscribe there for uh, getting newsletters every day, my columns, everything like that. Have a great one. Talk to you again soon here on News Talk 96.5 KPL.